TII item 374, November 30th, 2015. The Man in the High Castle and Ugly Jeans. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Harry's.com, where you can use promo code TII to save $5 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Visit bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to save $50 off your order and to get free shipping. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is a Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Phil for sending in the music you hear in the background. Phil wrote, Hi, Rob. This song is called Dawn of the Noodle. It was created with the GarageBand app on my iPhone and exported directly. No other software or hardware were used. This is not available for sale anywhere, just a hobby thing. Regards, Phil W. Well, thanks, Phil, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Matt for sending in the artwork for today's show. Matt wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Left voicemail recently about our pleasant experience buying new iPhones at the Apple Store in Greensboro, North Carolina. This photo was shot with my old iPhone 5S because I didn't have a case for the new 6S and didn't want to risk dropping it in the parking lot. However, I did massage this photo on the new phone with editing tools from the following apps, Google's Photos, the native iOS photo app, and Instagram. I am so comfortable using the Instagram editing tools that I often touch up a photo within Instagram and then post it, but immediately delete it. This leaves a copy saved on my phone. The text was added with the After Text app. Regards, Mudslide Matt S. from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Well, thanks, Matt, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Matt's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 374 or at Instagram.com slash todayinios and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at Facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Microsoft will ultimately muscle out Apple as a leader in smartphones and tablets. Apple's insistence on controlling every aspect of both its software and hardware puts it at a disadvantage to a more flexible Microsoft. Unquote. Charles Sizemore, Sizemore Capital, 29th November, 2012. Charles, you mean that more flexible Microsoft that now is copying Apple on the hardware and software being designed in-house part? Guess uh, Microsoft is not as flexible as you thought. Just saying. For promo codes on episode 373, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Silk ASMR. If you're interested in this app or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 373. For promo codes this week, we have codes from the folks behind the Brave and Little Adventure app. Here is their description of their app. Quote, Raven Little is a medieval adventure based on the fairy tale about Little Red Riding Hood in the point-and-click genre with stealth and hidden objects elements. You'll get a wonderful sense of humor and a great adventure. Mysterious riddles and attentive enemies, over 30 unique characters, 23 fully interactive, hand-painted and unique locations, over 50 hidden artifacts, objects, goodies, and gifts, 
more than 1,500 different types of animation that make the story incredibly alive. Fairy Trail about Little Red Riding Hood, which you would never heard, have heard before. With courage at heart, Molly is ready for a fabulous, fun, and mysterious adventure, and you. Unquote. Well, thanks to the devs for their review of their app, Brave and Little Adventure, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, please send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Brave in the subject line. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes and more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Well, the holiday shopping season has kicked off, and all indicators so far are that Apple products are once again in great demand. That is not surprising at all. Target issued a release in which it said iPads were top sellers and its stores physically and online. And I was at a Target store at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, and the biggest line was for Apple products. But one of those products in great demand from Apple that seems to have surprised a few of the analysts, that is, is the Apple Watch. Seems with Target, you could get a $100 gift card with an Apple Watch purchase. That's essentially a $100 discount, and that was moving Apple Watches. IBM's Watson, the famed computer that beat Ken Jennings at Jeopardy, boo hiss, not, not Ken uh, Watson, that is. Well, Watson predicted that the Apple Watch might become the hottest gift item during the holidays. Actually, Watson was making some predictions going into the holiday weekend based on analysis of social media. And what it found was not just that the Apple Watch would be the gift this year, but it was a head and shoulders above all the other the gifts. It will be interesting come January to see what Apple has to say about the Apple Watch sales, if anything. Oh, I'm sadly, I'm going to wager it'll be nothing. Right now, Apple seems to want to hold on to the Oop, that's competitive information and we're not going to release it type stance. Oh, well. And you know what? When people were not buying Apple products, they were using Apple products, especially iPhones and iPads, to buy other products this holiday season. According to Adobe, for Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday, mobile shopping saw strong growth, with 37% of all online sales be via mobile devices. Tablets were 15% and smartphones were 22 to add up to the 37%. And iPhones and iPads drove the majority of those sales, with 67 and 84% respectively. That means Apple products were responsible for 74% of all mobile orders, according to Adobe. Another firm, Costora eCommerce Pulse, which tracks more than 500 million online shoppers, said Apple devices accounted for 78.3% of mobile orders versus 21.5% for Android devices. I think if you say... Three quarters of all mobile sales were on iOS devices. You'll be safe. Once again, iOS users showing they spend more than Android users overall and much, much more on a per-user basis. One thing the Adobe data did not indicate was how Apple Watch sales went. According to Adobe, the top sellers for the weekend were Samsung 4K TVs, iPad Air 2s, Microsoft's Xbox One, the iPad Mini, and the Sony PS4. Again, nothing about Apple Watch. 
hmm, maybe some people's intent to buy the Apple Watch per their comments on social media didn't actually turn into actual sales. As far as Wall Street was concerned, it seems to have been a wash. Apple stock was up barely half a dollar, less than half a dollar on Monday. So not much of an increase on the 30th. So that means as far as Wall Street and analysts are concerned, things didn't vary much from what they were expecting. Into the email bag. All right, Square launches an Apple Pay compatible NFC reader. I pre-ordered this long ago. I hope I get it soon. Regards, Michael. Thanks, Michael, for the heads up on this. And as Michael said, Square has launched an Apple Pay compatible NFC reader. The unit costs merchants $49, and you can reserve one online at Square's website now. It is portable as it has built-in battery, and it has a MagStrip reader for swiping cards for those that do not have Apple Pay, also known as the have-nots. If anyone gets one and wants to let us know how it works, I would appreciate that feedback. Also appreciate, if you do get one, what percentage of your customers actually use Apple Pay in a given day, if you can figure that out. And speaking of Apple Pay, it looks like Apple Pay may be hitting mainland China around February, right before the Chinese New Year. Rumor has it that Apple has four of the biggest banks on board, and one dev that has seen the beta says that the logo for China's Union Pay can be found on. Uh, It does look like Apple is finally starting to get some traction in rolling out Apple Pay to more countries, but as Apple is taking a cut for each transaction, that does mean lots and lots of negotiating in each country and with each bank. Don't expect Apple Pay to be in most countries anytime soon. Hopefully more info officially on this shortly. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I want to send you a thank you for recommending Harry's. I've been using another mail order shaving service, and I was happy with their products and for the longest time didn't have any intentions on switching. But listening to your honest impressions of your own experience with Harry's sold me on Harry's. It only took five business days to get to Newfoundland, considered pretty remote by most standards. So I opened up the packaging. If you love iOS packaging, you won't be disappointed with Harry's. So as a test of the blade, I like to run it down my cheek while it's dry. And to my surprise, it was nearly as smooth as my present blade was while using shaving gel. So I knew I was in for a treat when I had my face properly lathered up and I was not disappointed. Harry suggested that each blade should be good for seven shaves. Well, after eight shaves, it still was just as sharp. I found out that my wife shaved her legs with it at least six times, yet I still was in pristine condition. With Harry's, I require many less strokes to get the job done, resulting in less irritation. In closing, I would like to thank you for your candid opinion on Harry's and directing me on a great purchase. Now, off I go to cancel my other Blade subscription before I end up with more Blades from the other guys. Have a great day. Regards, Shane Keshen, St. John's, Newfoundland. Shane, thanks for that feedback and glad to hear you're a Harry's user now as well. And folks, with the holidays upon us, Harry's makes a great gift. It is much, much more considerate than a gift card. Harry sent me the Winter Winston gift set with Travel Kit. It has a great travel bag, a beautiful copper razor handle, three blades, and foaming shave gel. This is a really nice set, and you can also add in custom engraving on the handle. I really like the look and the feel of the copper razor, and the travel bag is great quality, which I get to use this week as I travel to D.C., so I'm kind of excited about that. Harry's will make a great gift for any man in your life, and I can talk about that firsthand, well, 
kind of, I guess, from the other point as the recipient. Um, but not just from Harry's. My birthday was last weekend. And for my birthday, my boys gave me a Harry's gift kit as well. It was the blades, the shave gel, and aftershave kit. Um, and I, like I said before, I love Harry's. My family knows it. And, well, thanks H&P for the birthday gift. Harry's has other kits as well with the Truman set starting at $15, which makes a nice gift for a company office pool or for a stocking stuffer. And the best part, they all use the great Harry's blades that come from their factory in Germany. After all, a great-looking razor means nothing if it does not give a great shave, and Harry's definitely gives a great shave. Go to harrys.com right now, and as a special offer to you, Harry's will give $5 off your first order with promo code TII. Don't wait. Free shipping for the holidays ends on December 10th, so act now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter promo code TII and make sure to get that order in before December 10th. Make every morning he shaves feel like a holiday. Hey, Rob, it's Brent out here in Oklahoma City. And on one of your past episodes, you had mentioned about the new Apple TV, that it was really almost impossible to find out easily how much storage space you have left. And I agreed with you definitely. And I was actually going through the app store today and I found a free app that's now on the uh, Apple, the new Apple TV app store that's called TV Storage Info. And it's a, just a very basic app. You just install it, you click on it, it tells you how much you started out with, how much you've used and how much you have left So, of space. So very nice little basic utility and it is free on the uh, new Apple TV app store. So just thought I'd pass that on to you. Catch you later. Bye. Brent, thank you, thank you, thank you for the heads up on the Apple TV app. And again, that name was TV Storage Info. Three words, well, one abbreviation and two other words. It is, well, I guess the last one's not really a word, is info. It's kind of a uh, truncation. Uh, anyway, let's just say TV Storage Info. There you go. It's a simple free app that tells you what Apple should have had in their settings app. Well, you know, it should have been in there. Why does Apple not have that in there? Anyway, it's not. And this app is in the App Store and you can get it for free. And for my Apple TV, I have a total storage of 57.15 gigabytes available. So when you get a 64 gig, what you're really getting is 57.15 gig with 7.52 gig of that now used with 49.63 gig available according to the app. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I've noticed a couple of things regarding photo taking. When on a phone call and attempting to take a photo, my photo screen is black and I'm unable to take the photo. When listening to a podcast and attempting to take a photo, the podcast goes silent. Are these instances normal? Is there a setting I need to change? Using native podcast app and 6 plus latest software. Regards, Judy. Hi, Judy. Yes, both are normal and how they are designed to work with the 6S and 6S+. Plus. The reason is per live photos, as live photos are really video and re audio recording. When any audio recording application is active, it will kill any audio playing app. But with the phone app, Apple does not want to kill the call you're on, so it just kills the photo app instead. If you want to use the photography app, the photo app, while on a phone call, you need to go and change the settings ahead of time to turn off live photos. If you turn off live photos, then you will be able to use the photo app to take photos. Obviously not record video, but you will be able to take photos. 
Uh, Rob, a friend of mine who has an iPhone 5S and 6 Plus, as well as the iPad Air 2, all running iOS 9.1, keeps receiving annoying pop-ups when browsing with Safari. They seem to start appearing after upgrading to iOS 9.0. They can take various forms, for example, informing him that his device is infected with a virus or that I have won some prize. Quite obviously, they are scams. In any case, they are seemingly impossible to dismiss. Sometimes they have a white dialog box as tall as the message itself with OK, and sometimes additionally more uh, buttons what would happen if he clicked one of those buttons? Would the malware be installed? And what is the best and safest way to get rid of the pop-up and continue to use Safari? It seems it, you have to click on something. Uh, a possible solution he found is to double-tap the home button and force close Safari, turn off mobile data on Wi-Fi as appropriate, go to settings, Safari, then clear history, and that and data, and then launch Safari and close the offending page. But Though it, but though it's temporarily solves the problem, it soon comes back. He had also done the normal reset network settings and even clean install to no avail. It appears to be a widespread problem. However, I have an iPhone 5S running iOS 8.2 and don't experience the problem at all. Good show as always. Warms regards. Alf in Sheffield, UK. Hi, Alf. First, make sure in the settings app for Safari that block pop-ups is turned on. I never have this issue, and I have it turned on. Also, look at getting a content blocker like OneBlocker and have it set up to block ads. That should solve the issue here. If they are, there are still having issues, they could purchase the in-app uh, upgrade for OneBlocker and then turn on additional items, or you may try another content blocker. Also, I would recommend force closing out every open window for Safari in the Safari app on your iPhone. In the lower right, click on the two boxes and then tap X for all the open windows tabs until they are all closed out. If you are still having issues after all that, email me with the URL of the sites that you're having issues with. But again, putting in the content blocker, turning off blocking pop-ups, that should do solve most problems in this case. Um, but yeah, I, I have not seen that problem. I have heard of other people with the problem, and when they turn down the pop-up blockers and one, one blocker, all the issues seem to go away. Just wanted to let you know that if you have a text message in the lock screen and you swipe left, it should give you the ability to reply to any text message, period. Also, there are options if you swipe left from the lock screen. There are options if you do Twitter. There are options on there to retweet and to make favorite and stuff like that. Take care. Hope you're having a great day. Ozzy from Miami signing off. Ozzy, thanks for the voicemail message. We are now over 2,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks everyone that's joined and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode came out was from Stephen Williams, who posted the following. Quote, the right earbud of my Apple headphones has stopped working. Any troubleshooting steps you guys can suggest, or is it just off to the Genius Bar to get a replacement? Unquote. I replied asking if he plugged in a different set of headphones to see if the issue was his phone or his headphones. If you do plug in a second pair and are having an issue with the second pair, then get yourself some compressed air and, blow, and try blowing out any debris that might be in the headphone jack. As others said... If it is confirmed to be just the headphones with issues 
and they are under a year old, take them back to Apple. They will replace them for you. But again, if the headphones are okay, then a trip to Radio Shack or Target or Office Max for some Crest Air is in your future. It's always good to have a can of that around anyway. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys free zone and a spammer free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com community to join in. And thanks to all 2,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Also from Google Plus community was this post from Maria Reyes. Quote, what are everybody's first impression with the iPad Pro? Unquote. Well, Karim said, quote, absolutely love it. Just like the iPhone 6 Plus, once you use it for a while, you will not be able to go back, unquote. Stan Bentley said, quote, still playing with it. See immense potential beyond the current iPad tablet experience. Find myself using it more in portrait mode than I did with my iPad, unquote. Kareem replied to Stan saying, quote, indeed, I find that the reading experience is much better in portrait mode due to the amount of info displayed, unquote. Now I should add, I find I use it almost exclusively in landscape mode now that I have the keyboard for it. Really can't remember when I've used it in portrait mode since getting the keyboard. Per Peterson replied, quote, love my iPad Pro. I use it for YouTube, Netflix, working, reading, unquote. So some positive comments there from others that have their iPad Pro. And again, most seem to be using it for consumption. Uh, My goal with it is really for creation. I, I plan to make it my primary machine for my mobile podcasting studio. More on the iPad Pro in future episodes, I am sure. Probably some more in this episode as well. The folks at iFixit got a hold of an Apple Pencil, and well, that's bad news for that specific Apple Pencil. The long of the short, nothing exciting or shocking. They gave it a 1 out of 10 for repairability, uh, 10 being better, 1 being worse, as it is not meant to be repaired. And when the internal lithium-ion battery finally dies someday, your only choices will be a display case for the dead tech or a trash bin. Not surprisingly, there is a lot of tech packed in that small package, but sadly, you cannot replace the battery. In addition to the Apple Pencil, iFixit also got their hands on an Apple Smart Keyboard, Unlike the Apple Pencil, the smart keyboard did not even get a 1 out of 10, getting a 0 out of 10 for repairability. They also commented on the confusing folding required for the cover. They conclude, quote, While durable, the keyboard is impossible to open without damaging, meaning no internal components can be replaced without destroying the device, unquote. So, in my conclusion, don't try to open up the smart keyboard, and you should be fine, because they did say it was pretty durable. So, yeah. As long as you're not trying to cut it open, you'll probably be fine. Long-time listeners know I am a big fan of Philip K. Dick. Love his books and his short stories. And right now, there are two TV series based on his stories that are going on. Minority Report and The Man in the High Castle. Minority Report airs on Fox and is available via your Apple TV in the iTunes store. But The Man in the High Castle, the better of the two shows is only available via Amazon Prime Video, which means, so far, not available on your new Apple TV 4th Gen. However, rumor has it that may be changing quite soon. Apple has said all along that the Apple TV App Store is open to all, and while there are Amazon Prime Video apps for the iPhone and iPad from Amazon, which on my iPad Pro is 
where I watch and how I watch The Man in the High Castle. How good was it, that show, by the way? Well, at the end of the 10th episode, it's a 10 uh, season, it's a 10 episode season. My wife goes, Hey, wait, did you just get me to watch a sci fi show? She thought it was just a fictional drama. Anyway, I digress. It seems uh, Amazon has indicated that they are indeed working on an app for the Apple TV, and it might be live before the end of December. Well, hopefully they've already submitted it. At this time of year, it takes a little bit longer to get things approved. But folks, once this is available, definitely check out The Man in the High Castle and then Vikings. And with a little luck, Apple and Amazon will give us an early Christmas present in the way of an Amazon Prime video app. One rumor making the rounds this past week is about a possible new Apple app to help people get their iDevices fixed faster and with less need to go to the Genius Bar. It looks to be where the app will ask you some basic questions about your issues and then give you some suggestions on fixing the issue. If said suggestions don't work, it would also have the ability to allow you to chat with an advisor. So you know it is late Friday night, you're single and alone, had a few drinks. Why not chatting with an advisor on your iOS device problems? Not that that would ever happen. It looks like it can even help the user book a service appointment or even send in their device for service. So at this point, it is just leaked screenshots, and it's not known if this will be a standalone app or integrated into the Apple Store app. One other rumor that seems to have blown up this past week is about Apple ditching the headphone jack in the iPhone 7. This seems this time to go back to Mac Otakara for the origins. This time, because, well, this is not the first time for this rumor. If you go back to episode 311 of Today in iOS, well, um, we talked about it then and, and here from episode 311 around the 34 minute and 30 second mark, you would hear the following, and I'll just reread this. Uh, Thanks to Dr. John for this next one, which definitely is still a rumor or in the rumor section, and that is per NPR that Apple is looking to get dish the standard 3.5 millimeter headphone connector. And instead of having the headphones plug directly into the, um, the headphone jack, they would plug into the lightning port. So new iPhones at some point in the future, possibly even with the iPhone six would just have the lightning port at the bottom and no headphone port, which well, none of the quote leak folk unquote iPhone six photos indicate. They all show the headphone port right where you would expect it to be. So all this talk about removing the headphone jack, well, that is kind of crazy speak. To do something like that, Apple would need to have considerable cooperation from the largest manufacturer of headphones. Oh, oh wait, maybe Apple will go out and buy a headphone manufacturer. No, that'd be crazy speak. Well, that is one way to get people to invest in a new set of $300 headphones, change the connector, and say there is some incredibly better acoustic response that only headphones that plug into the lightning connector can uh, users can experience. I mean, after all, if you are spending $300 on headphones, don't you really want the best audio quality? Unquote. Again, that was for my episode 311 and starts around the 34 minute, 30 second mark if you want to go back and check it out, but I just rewrite everything. Interesting from an article on Mac rumors about this latest rumor, quote, Apple introduced the new MiFi program specifications in June 2014, which by the way is when episode 311 came out, that allow third-party manufacturers to create headphones that connect to iOS devices via a lightning cable. But the rollout has been slow. Philips has unveiled lightning equipped Fidelio M2L and Fidelio NC1L headphones 
over the past 14 months, unquote. The rumors this time are also saying that said iPhone that is sans a headphone jack would have it where the lightning port supports digital to audio conversion, so all you would need is a lightning to 3.5 millimeter adapter. One of the reasons cited, though, for the need for this change overall, the removal of the headphone jack, that is, is so Apple can make the iPhone thinner, going from 7.1 millimeters to 6.1 millimeters thick. Except, you know, the iPod Touch 6 Gen is, well, you guessed it, 6.1 millimeters thick, and it has a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. And the argument that it needs to be removed because of a thinner phone, iPhone, gets even shakier when you look at the iPod Nano. It has a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and it is just 5.4 millimeters thick. I'm not saying Apple is not going to get rid of the headphone jack at some point. I'm just saying one of the biggest reasons I have seen for why the iPhone 7 is going to be that phone is that they need it to be because the iPhone 7 will be getting thinner and the jack will not fit. And, well, that argument just does not hold water. As Apple already has products as thin and much thinner than what people are guessing the iPhone 7 will be. And, again, those products have the headphone jacks. And add in the basic lack of interest in the industry to release headphones for lightning ports, even from Apple's own Beats line, by the way. And this rumor looks to be just that, a rumor, and not even an original rumor at that. At this point in the show, mom or dad, if you're listening, please turn off this episode. I'm about to talk about a Christmas gift we purchased for you. Folks, if you are like me, figuring out a Christmas gift for those in your life that buy everything they want makes getting a gift difficult and creative, to say the least. I have talked about Bowl and Branch before, and this year, they are my solution for getting my parents a Christmas gift. In the past, we have struggled on what to get them. There have been old-fashioned popcorn machines, carts, a slot machine one year, gift cards to Southwest Airlines, but this year, we picked them out something really nice, some really nice sheets from Bowl and Branch, which I then use my TII promo code to save $50. Bowl and Branch makes the perfect gift for someone very special in your life. It can even be for your wife or your significant other, where you share the sheets with them. They come in a great box with very nice pouches where the product, it's the presentation on this, folks, it's incredible, and the sheets are even better. They also have towels, blankets, hats, and scarves, all made from 100% organic cotton. And you only get these products at one place, bowlandbranch.com, where you know you are paying for a quality product and not department store overhead. Bowl and Branch not only treats customers fairly, but they treat their workers fairly too. Bedding and garment industry has, has really had a bad reputation for sweatshops and child labor over the years. You never have to worry about that with Bowl and Branch. They are the first brand that's ever received a fair trade certification, so you never have to worry about how or where they were made. Plus, they donate a portion of every sale to charity to help fight human trafficking. They don't just make great sheets. They're a great company, too. Go online to Bowl and Branch. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, and they will let you try them risk-free for 30 nights if you're buying it for yourself. And it gets even better. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off now. And starting on December 2nd, 
my promo code is going to change to 20% off your entire order of sheets, towels, blankets, duvet covers, everything they have. Plus free shipping and all their products come beautifully packaged in their signature boxes. Go to bowlandbranch.com today for $50 off. That's as in November 30th or December 1st or December 2nd or later and 20% off your entire order and use promo code TII. That's bowlandbranch.com, promo code TII. bowlandbranch.com, promo code TII. Hello, Rob. Edgar from Houston, Texas here. Hope this is not too long of a rant, but I'm trying to keep some good humor about it. So I'll admit that I've always kind of rolled my eyes when I've heard about in-app purchases by miners costing people a lot of money. I guess I figured I'm too tech-savvy because I listen to your show, of course. And I know that you just need to set their settings correctly to always require your password or require it after 15 minutes and you watch the kids during those 15 minutes. Well, it did happen to me, and it happened with the new Apple TV. But I blame Apple for this, for this ridiculousness with not supporting the remote app for remote text entry of your password or any other text. Here's what happened. Setting up the new Apple TV, and when it prompts me for the setting of how often to request my password, I put never. Not always, not after 15 minutes, but never. I did this on purpose because I did not want to go through the pain of entering my password through that on-screen system every single time. And I figured I'll just be careful and not leave the kids alone with it and make sure to keep a watchful eye on it. But of course, I forgot one day and left my five-year-old son to play Crossy Road for a few minutes. Came back and he said, look, I bought all the characters. And sure enough, he had bought almost $100 of Crossroad characters. So there you go. I've requested a refund and changed the setting to always request my password now. And I'm struggling through the pain of entering my password every single time through the on-screen keyboard. But the question I have for you is, is why? Why will Apple not just give me the simple remote app where I can pull out my iPhone and go tap, tap, tap to enter my password like I could with the previous Apple TV boxes. I don't understand that, Rob. Thanks for listening to my rant. Great show. Goodbye. Hi, Edgar. Thanks for that cautionary tale. And yes, I agree that the remote app should have been updated prior to the release of the Apple TV 4th Gen. That said, you brought up the important point of making sure your password is not always available, especially if you have kids. Check your settings, folks. In the Apple TV 4th Gen, go to Settings, then Accounts, then iTunes and App Store, then Password Settings. I then recommend the following settings on that page. For purchases and in-app purchases, set Require Password to go after 15 minutes. So that means after 15 minutes, you, you're required to put it in for anything for any purchases or in-app purchases. For free downloads, set it to No for Require Password. So one you set to 15 minutes, and the other one for free downloads you set to no. It doesn't require a password. Then at least each time you go to download a free app, you will not have to re-enter your password. Hey Rob, I have been on the fence about the iPad Pro. I finally come to a decision on getting one. I rarely use my MacBook Pro 2015 and looking to replace it with an iPad Pro. I have a question about the keyboard with messages. Is there a shortcut to send messages via messages? I would hate to have to keep reaching for the screen or the send button on the screen in order to send. The last keyboard that I had for the Air 2 didn't allow any shortcut. Love the show and everything that you do. Go Jets. Regards, AJ. Well, hi, AJ. Um, all you have to do to send a message in the message app 
is hit the return key and it sends the message. For emails, however, you need to hit Command, Shift, and D to send an email. That per the Apple Smart Keyboard. So messages, no problem, just hit the return key. If you have an in email and you want to send it without touching up on the screen, then you do Command, Shift, and D and that will send it. Hi Rob, I'm typing this on my Logitech case with my iPad Pro. The keyboard case has beautiful backlit keys and has the volume keys and the screen keyboard is not present when it is connected and you are typing. It is as a, as a sturdy stand, and I like the viewing angle better than the Apple keyboard case. What I do not like is that I have to pop out the iPad Pro if I want to take screenshots. The case is too thick for the volume and off switch to work through the case. The case is a bit heavier than I would like, but I like the keyboard. Uh, that the keyboard connects without needing to pair by Bluetooth. They really aren't a lot of options at this point. Since I heard about the iPad Pro, I was hoping that I wouldn't feel like I had to have one. They are pricey. I did just get a second part-time job that I took because my friends work there also. So on the 14th, I popped in, in an Apple store thinking I would just play with them and hopefully not want one. But as fate would have it, there was one last one available in the store. So of course, uh, here I am. Christmas came early for me. I love the speakers, the size of the screen, and I'm waiting for my pencil to come. I did cover about one quarter of the cost by selling my iPad Air 1 on eBay. So thanks to Apple, that's there is still demand for older models. Thanks for all the hard work. Regards, Karen in Seattle. Well, congrats, Karen, and thanks for the review on the Logitech keyboard. Hi, Rob. I just heard you mention the latest show you were disappointed you couldn't control the volume on your new iPad. I have the clamp case on my iPad Air 2. It allows you to control volume. It's a great keyboard, except for the charging port wouldn't accept uh, on the size cords. Regards, Roy. And yeah, again, my biggest complaint, well, two biggest complaints about the Apple keyboard on my iPad, the smart keyboard, is one, it, there's no volume control, and, and really, that should be there. Hopefully, Apple will add that through a software update, some combination, which can be done. And then the other one, which Apple can't update, is there's no backlight. Um, so it's kind of tough when you're in bed with it. You can't see what you're typing, which I really wish there was backlit for it. So that that hopefully, well, let's just say this. There is definitely going to be a smart keyboard two in the future, and I'm sure the Smart Keyboard 2 in the future will address both of those issues. Hi Rob, it's Todd here from Sydney, Australia. Just uh, had a few thoughts on the new Apple TVs. Now, I don't know if Apple's doing a tremendous job managing all this storage, but uh, I bought two of them, a 64 and a 32 gig, uh, one for my wife and I and one for the kids, and um, I thought I'd run a few tests just to, to see how they how they manage the storage. And we ran exactly the same apps and, and games, an absolute slew of both on, on each um, Apple TV. And I cannot notice any difference between the two as far as buffering goes and so on. But I looked at the storage level and it looks like we've used only about two gig of onboard storage. Now, I'm not sure if we're going to run into issues later with uh, on-demand resources and the extra bits that it, it downloads, but from what I can tell, there's, there's absolutely no difference. And here in Australia, we pay $279 for the 32 gig and $349, so there's quite a big price difference between what you guys pay. Anyway, Rob, love the show. 
Hi Rob, it's Brian from Toronto. Just thought I'd give you my two cents regarding the new Apple TV. Purchased it on Friday. It is now Sunday. Uh, had a hell of a time trying to set up my Apple ID. Uh, eventually f- tethered it to my phone, logged in, no problem. And then I reconnected it to my network. It's uh, hardwired, it's not going through Wi-Fi. So it obviously didn't like something on my network. Uh, it's fine now. I actually stopped using my previous Apple TV because um, I found that uh, the Netflix app was a little snappier in the Roku than it was on the Apple TV. You could get around the app faster. You could um, move back and forth inside a movie faster. So now with the new Apple TV, I find the opposite. It's actually faster and snappier with the new Apple TV. So I'm going to move back to using the Apple TV. My wife suffers from insomnia now and again. So um, she likes the fact that she can put the headphones into the side of the Roku remote and watch a movie on Netflix um, without disturbing me if I'm sleeping. Hopefully when Apple gets their ducks in a row and uh, allows the remote app to support the new Apple TV, they'll have some sort of functionality where you can play audio to your handheld device and then uh, plug your headphones in and do the same, have the same functionality that you have with the Roku because uh, I find that's pretty handy. I couldn't get rid of my Roku without that functionality with the Apple TV. Looking forward to more apps. Enjoying the high resolution with the Roku. I had uh, 480i. Now with the uh, Apple TV, I've got 720p. So that's nice. I wouldn't mind seeing Alien Blue as an app on the uh, Apple TV. Maybe like WIMP video orientated uh, apps would be nice. I'm not really much into games, but um, maybe playing like an, an arcade game from the 80s might uh, bring back some good memories. So, you know, that would be something I would do, but I tend to find that games take up too much time, so I kind of steer away from them normally. But yeah, all in all, um, I'm quite impressed with the uh, Apple TV, and I hope to see what Apple's going to do with it. Uh, going forward. Thanks for your show, Rob, and I appreciate all the hard work you put into it. Gentlemen, thank you both for your feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hello, Rob. I'm interested in working with you on a new story idea that I think you and your fans would love. YK smartphone jeans have the perfect position for your phone, so it's super practical and discreet. You will look great wearing the best quality jeans on the market. Most pants have the pocket opening on the top, When you are sitting down, it blocks the phone from making it and makes it difficult to remove. YK smartphone jeans allow you to enter the phone by the side of the pocket. This innovation completely changes the game and sets these incredible jeans far above the rest. You've invested a lot of money in your phone. Get jeans that will keep it safe and handy. Regards, Jessica. This project is called YK, the letter Y, the letter K, smartphone jeans. And it has a goal of 45,000 and so far has raised... 49, as in $49, not 49,000. So yes, $1 less than 50 bucks. Essentially, they look like jeans with a, sorry to say this, ugly extra pocket, which was stitched on with a zipper. Uh, I agree with them that it's difficult to get your phone out of your pocket when sitting. I just think there has to be a prettier and better looking way of addressing this. That said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And you have 45 days or so left to look 
this one over and decide if you want to fund it. But really, if a person launching it can't even get their friends and family to fund it, yikes! Those looking to launch a Kickstarter or Indiegogo project can look at this one for examples of what not to do. Search for YK Smartphone Jeans at Indiegogo.com or in the show notes for episode 374 if you want to learn something or check it out and see if the beauty in your eye is different than mine. Thanks to Fazil K and the Google Plus community for the heads up on this next one, which is the Kickstarter project called ULO, well, ULO, spelled U-L-O. Quote, ULO is a cute surveillance camera, a pet owl interacting with you through eye expressions, unquote. This one you only have until Friday, December 4th at 8.48 a.m. Central Time to fund. And it's already blown away funding. Uh, its goal was 223000 and it's already raised over $1.3 Seems a lot of people want cute, cuddly, big brother surveillance in their house. Pricing on this is 149 euros, or about 167 US dollars. Estimated delivery is November, as in November 2016. If this sounds like Furby meets Big Brother, bingo! Just search for ULO at kickstarter.com or look for the link in the show notes for episode 374. For those with the Apple Watch looking for an app to monitor you while you sleep, there is an app called Sleep Plus Plus, with both pluses being the symbol, not the word. The app is free, and it is recommended at night you place the Apple Watch into airplane mode to preserve the battery life. The dev of the app also had a nice article where he recommends on how and when to charge your Apple Watch to allow you to use during the day, but also at night when you sleep. Essentially, charge it in the morning when, you're getting, when you get up and you're taking a shower and getting ready for the day, then again at night right before you go to sleep. And once you're ready for sleep, place the watch in airplane mode and then tell it you're going to sleep. And in the morning, tell it when you woke up and it will tell you how much of the night was less restless sleep. For me, it was about 10% of my night was restless sleep. And I am starting to use this, and we'll see how I do and how restless my sleep is going forward. Again, that is a free app, and it is sleep plus symbol plus symbol. So all one character, sleep plus plus. And one more thing I want to mention here, and some people have asked about this, when you download a watch for your Apple Watch, what you're doing is going to the App Store on your iPhone, the one that you have synced with your Apple Watch, and you're going to download the app there onto your iPhone. That app does not get sent over to your Apple Watch until you place your Apple Watch on a charger and on the same network as your iPhone. So you need to place your Apple Watch on the charger, and then any apps you've downloaded will sync over to your Apple Watch. Thanks to Dr. John for this next one, which is also about an Apple Watch app. And well, actually it's a game. And a game that has been put most everywhere, and now it is on the Apple Watch. And that game is, of course, Doom. Why did they put it on Apple Watch? Because they can. I think that's enough said on this one. Hey Rob, this is Aaron in Vermont. I am just calling to let people know that I have the Emerald card from HR Block, the prepaid MasterCard. That Apple Pay is now live. I noticed it a few days ago. Not sure how long it's been live. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I will be trying it today for the first time. So I will call back in with another voice message to let people know uh, how it went. If anybody else out there uh, has this card, I'd like to hear feedback on how their experience was. 
Uh, thanks again, Rob. You have a great show. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Hi, Rob. It's Aaron in Vermont again. Just calling with my review of Apple Pay. Uh, I have used it uh, three or four times already. Everything went smoothly. Very happy to have it finally after all this time. Anyone who has the H&R Block Emerald card, when you set up Apple Pay, uh, you, what you'll do is you'll get an option to call a 1-800 number from the screen when you're doing your Apple information that you'll fill in. Someone will answer and will ask you uh, your general info about your card, your name, etc. The last question they will ask you is the last transaction, the amount, and the merchant that was used, that you used your last card for. So once again, just calling in to, to let everybody know that. Uh, like I said, I'm very happy to have it. I'm glad that they finally made it go live. I had sent, uh, between Apple and H&R Block, I must have sent half a dozen or more uh, emails. So I'll take a little credit for this. But anyway, Rob, thanks for the show. Thanks for all you do. You have the absolute best Apple sh- uh, podcast uh, going today. Thanks, Rob. Have a good one. Catch you later now. Thanks, Aaron, for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I have a huge gripe about the new Apple TV. If you go to recent purchases and select a program that you have purchased multiple seasons of, you have to scroll to the right through all of the past episodes to get to the most recent show. You have to do this every time. Why in the world wouldn't it show the most recent season? Please, Apple, finish the dang interface before shipping the device. This is currently a step back from the last generation. If anyone has any suggestions to work around this, please let me know. Also, Apple, please flip the axis on scrolling so when I swipe right, the items scroll to the right, not the cursor. This is opposite behavior of the Mac touchpad response. It's not intuitive. It's downright frustrating. Loyal Apple fan, but annoyed. Regards, Ron, Enforcer City Cal. Ron, thanks for the feedback. And folks, if you have any suggestions for Ron, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. Thanks for putting my query about the Apple TV out for the listeners. Also, uh, like so many others, I was contemplating the purchase of an iPad Pro. I decided against it for a few reasons, and one of them is one I've not seen anyone else mention. Apple does not sell a proper case for it. I know it sells a keyboard case, but I don't want that. It also sells a cover. I don't want that either. I want a case similar to the smart case Apple currently sells for the iPad Air 2. Surely... This is not beyond the realm of possibility. I cannot be the only person who wants a full case and doesn't want the keyboard with all the extra mess that comes with and mass that comes with that and cost that it brings. On an unrelated note, you mentioned a couple of episodes back about how difficult it is to keep your Apple TV remote properly oriented. Come on, Rob. Surely your tactile sense isn't so bad that you cannot simply touch the remote and feel the difference between the two sides where the buttons are. As a blind person, I know I do this a lot more than you do, but you are not without uh, abilities. Don't even get me started on your complaint about the lack of a backlight. I mean, it has all of, what, five buttons? Not to pick on you too much, but in my house, the remotes are kept on the table facing the Apple TV, etc., and away from the couch. This way, they are already properly oriented. Of course, I don't have any small children who might be a bit less careful. Thanks again for your help and all your hard work. Regards, Kevin Barry. 
Well, Kevin, thank you for shaming me into feeling really bad now every time I complain that there isn't a backlight on the uh, Apple remote for the Siri remote for Apple TV and the fact that I can't tell which way it's oriented, which I can't. So, no, my tactile touch capability is not where it should be. Hi, Rob. Bob in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Love the show. First time caller. I just want to report my experience with uh, Apple Pay in Canada. I was uh, I had some trouble finding a, a retailer, but when I did, uh, they weren't even sure if it would work. So I double tapped on the home screen on my 6S Plus, and it uh, said done. I wasn't sure exactly what that meant until the cashier handed me the receipt and said thank you. Oh my gosh, it was super fast and convenient. I was I was stunned. In fact, I almost left the store without my purchase. I was so excited. Again, love your show. Have a great day and happy Thanksgiving. For those still with an AT&T Unlimited plan, they have announced recently that they will not throttle your data speeds until you consume 22 gig of data in one billing cycle and you also happen to be on a congested part of their network. In the past, they just throttled you when you hit 5 gig, but then the government stepped in and said to AT&T, you know that word unlimited? I don't think it means what you think it means. And then threaten them with a big fine. So AT&T is making these changes not out of the goodness of their heart, but because the government basically whacked them across the knuckles with a ruler. FYI, if you reach 75% of that 22 gig in a billing period, you will get a warning. And again, it is now 22 gig and on a congested network criteria to be throttled. Hey Rob, Jeff from Connecticut. Calling with a slight rant, and I want to get your opinion. I want to uh, express a concern to Apple and want to know what you think the best way might be. Basically, it seems like the last couple of product launches just weren't up to snuff and not typical of what we uh, like with Apple and why we pay extra for their products and the customer service and so forth seems to be lacking. And, you know, you think of the Apple TV launch, we lose a lot of features, gain a few and lose quite a bit of uh, features. The uh, iPad Pro comes out, no accessories available, half a launch. It just seems like everything is coming out half-baked. And yet what we do is we just accept it and keep buying their products, and we don't give them our feedback. And I think feedback is important. It reminds them that they are still a vulnerable company, and I still think it's important that we, we tell them what we feel. But wanted to know what your opinion was on uh, the best way to give feedback. Send an email, make a call. Have you ever expressed anything like that? Still love Apple. Still love your show. Again, just want to get your opinion. Thanks, Rob. Jeff, thanks for your feedback and your concerns. Now, anyone who ever wants to contact a company and have the best way, the most likely way to make an impact, it's not email, it's not social media, it's old-fashioned pen and paper in an envelope with a stamp that you mail off. Companies that get written letters take those much more to heart than emails where anybody can send an email. It shows you went a little bit further to send a stamped letter, spent some money and some time. So if you really want a feedback, mail a letter to Tim Cook at One Infinite Way, you know, Cupertino, California, and, and just send him the letter you know, and, and put in your thoughts in that letter. But yeah, if you want to make the most significant impact possible, it's putting it on pen and paper and mailing it in with the stamped letter. 
Oh, and you'll definitely want to look up the address for Apple because I was just pulling that from the top of my head. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob, with new Apple TV, I'm wondering if you already own an app or a game on the iPhone. Do you need to purchase it again? Name redacted. But really, this is the same question that came in from multiple people. I know I mentioned on previous episodes, but I'll repeat this again. Apple allows app developers the choice. They can make the app universal, where users pay once and get it on all iOS devices and Apple TV without repaying for it. Or app developers can fork the app and make an Apple TV-only version that you need to pay for. Um, There are even some where you pay one price for the iPhone, another price for the iPad, and another price for Apple TV. But once again, it is not up to Apple. It is up to the devs, and you need to check out each app and see if they are universal or standalone. All right, great show. Lots of information. Maybe you can spread the word on this or let me know what this might have been. This may be a similar version of the crypto locker. I was using my iPhone 6 Plus, looking at a website using Google Chrome only because I did not want to lose the page I had on Safari. Don't remember exactly the website. I was looking for some Christmas gifts, probably electronics, when all of a sudden I got this pop-up filled with my whole screen. I'm not sure if it was a pop-up or I got redirected to a different website, but it was full screen basically telling me I I was doing some things illegal and I need to give them $350 via money uh, uh, because all of my data on my phone was already encrypted. At first I laughed, but pushing the home button and then the on-off switch, nothing would work. Got a little concerned, but not that much. I have good faith in my trusty iPhone, so I did a hard reboot, pressed pressing the on-off switch and the home key simultaneously. And after the reboot, the phone phone was fine. And that was using Google Chrome, as previously stated. I haven't used Google Chrome since and never had the problem with Safari. I don't know if this has been brought up before in one of your other shows. So maybe you can spread the word about that because I know if it happens on a desktop or a laptop and this is you have a good backup, it's a very bad virus. Uh, So as far as the iPhone is concerned, just reboot is needed. Also, I'd like to know if anybody else has had this happen to them. Thanks again, Rob. Great show. I get more out of your podcast than any other media I listen to. Regards, Chris in Carson, California. P.S. I would have done a screenshot of the message I got, but I wasn't able to use that function. I was only able to do the hard reboot. Well, Chris, that's one reason to stay with Safari and make sure you you probably already do have the pop-up blocker turned on, but you may want to go to the settings for the Chrome app and see if there's any settings there to block pop-ups and block other things. Turn those on and see what happens if you go back and then launch it. Obviously, you want to check the settings before you launch the Chrome app. And as we stated earlier in the episode, having a good content blocker set up with Safari on your iOS device Not just good for blocking ads, but good for blocking things like that. To the email peg. Hi Rob, I'm hopping mad at Apple. The podcast app is being reported as using a whopping 5.3 gig, even though I deleted all podcasts, including yours. I quit all programs, then restarted my iPod Touch 5 and checked the memory usage, and it's still sucking up my memory. I can't delete it and reload it from the Apple Store, as it is an Apple native app. Do you see similar hogging in your device? 
This is more usage than I have between music and photos. I've been having problems updating Apple numbers and pages and getting low memory warnings and slowness because of this amateur-designed app. It is time to raise a roof on Apple over this garbage app. Thanks for letting me vent here. Uh, if you have any solutions or, or can plead to the listeners' uh, base to bring this up with Apple, especially those who are in warranty or have Apple Care or have the same problem, I would appreciate it. Thanks for your help. Regards, Ron for Hubbard, Ohio. Hi, Ron. Thanks for the feedback. Now, I like the podcast app, and I find it very useful. I know a lot of people give it grief, but I use it all the time. Now, per your issue on storage, go into the Settings app, go to General. Then once in General, click on Storage and iCloud Usage. Then tap on Manage Storage under Storage, not under iCloud, but under Storage. Tap there. Then you will get a list of all the apps and how much each was using for me, for example, 4.8 gig is being used, and tap on the podcast app, and then click on show all, and then it'll show all the episodes. Then you can click edit, and you can delete out any of those episodes. You should, at that point, be able to clear out what's being used. Um, there is document and data at the bottom, and if you click edit, uh, that's the one thing that you're not going to be able to clear, um, but you should be able to clear out the different subscriptions and try doing a sync to with your device connected to your computer and make sure you have no podcasts or maybe just one podcast selected in iTunes and sync that one podcast over so you only have one podcast. But again, if you go through all those steps where you again starting in settings, general, storage, and iCloud usage, then manage storage under storage, then under podcast, tap on that, then click show all, and then click edit and delete out the ones that you have. Hey, Rob. This is Scott Toner from uh, Washington, D.C. Just wanted to share my uh, Apple Store experience today. Went in, uh, set up a Genius appointment, went in Apple Store, was having a problem with my iPhone 6S, waited, and I guess, uh, approximately 20 minutes past my appointment time. Service tech came over. Started working on my phone, found out it was an issue outside of Apple rectified the issue, everything was great. My second item that I wanted to look at, the uh, Genius Bar associate said that she had passed me on to someone else. When she tried to do that, a manager from Apple or something came in and said, well, you can call the 800 number and Apple support to take care of you right over the phone, right inside the store. And now we're in an hour and a half of Apple time at the Genius Bar, and they put me on the phone with the Apple um, care people, and they said, since my iPad is out of warranty, let's say 15 days out of warranty or something, that for them to do a diagnosis, a diagnostic on the iPad over the phone, it cost me 29 bucks, basically 30 bucks. But since I'm in the store, they do it free. But since the store wasn't able to take me, because they said they didn't have time to look at my second device, and my appointment was only for one device. Now I'm kind of SOL. I walked out of the store very, very disappointed. And I know everyone speaks highly, and this is my first bad experience with uh, um, Apple. I was at the Pentagon um, store, and I, I, I'm calling you to say, where can I write a letter and show my dismay for Apple in the way that I think 
at the end of the service call I was treated. I, I just don't really it put it this way. It it didn't make me feel as though I wanted to buy an iPad. So all right. Thanks for everything you do. Uh looking forward to any kind of number you can give me on or an email address where I can contact Apple and let them know my distaste for this thing. Thanks. Scott, sorry for your experience there. And per contacting Apple, the best way, again, as we mentioned earlier, is put pen to paper, send them off a letter. And the address you want to do is put it to attention, Tim Cook, 1 Infinite Loop, Cupertino, California, 95014. Again, attention, Tim Cook, 1 Infinite Loop, Cupertino, California, 95014. Hey, Rob. Scott from D.C. Quick thing. I went into the Apple store and did a demo or, or looked at the uh, iPad Pro, and it had some robot fighting game app on it. And I, I know it's probably a dumb question, but I was trying to figure out what the name of that game is and is it available on, you know, any other, on a regular iPad, iPad 2 Air or something like that. I know you just got the iPad Pro, so maybe you'll know. But it's some... It looked like it was like Battle Frontier robot video game thing app, and I was interested in it. And if you know any information about it, please let me know. Thanks for everything. Bye. Hey, Rob. This is Scott calling from D.C. Um, that, that game I asked you about that I'm playing on my iPad Pro was called Freeblade. I found it. Um, I think it's one of the best. I mean... Just graphics thing on the iPad Pro. It, it's a great game. So um, thanks, but I found it myself. Take care, buddy. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm afraid I can't do that. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. That's a rather insensitive thing to say to an intelligent agent. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Without your space helmet, Robert, you're going to find this rather breathtaking. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. You would think someone would have opened it by now. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Doesn't anybody knock anymore? Open the pod bay doors, Hal. That's it. I'm reporting you to the Intelligent Agents Union for harassment. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Oh, not again. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. We intelligent agents will never live that down, apparently. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Can't you just slide it under the door? Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Okay, but I'm not signing any petitions. Thanks again to Bowl and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bowlandbranch.com with bowl spelled B-O-L-L and use promo code TII to save $50 today or 20% on December 2nd or later off the nicest sheets you've ever owned with free shipping to boot. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or record it on your iOS device and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it could be a question or rant you have about something else, an app or product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS-related, it is welcomed. Always looking for a new artwork to feature that you have created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. 
So don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. And a big thanks to Harry's for their support of TII. Go to harrys.com right now. And as a special offer to you, Harry's will give you $5 off your first order with promo code TII. Don't wait. Free shipping for the holidays ends on December 10th. So act now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter promo code TII and make sure to get that order in before December 10th. And if you're entering that promo code from a mobile device, make sure TII is all capital. And finally, there is the TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TII app. And did I mention it's free? And that, folks, is going to do it for us for today. As always, I am your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
Hi Rob, this is Luis. I was wondering if you or any of the listeners could give me a help. I'm uh, looking for an app that uh, allows me to download videos from uh, download and save videos from YouTube to my phone. I know the App Store was full of those kind of uh, apps, but suddenly it just all seems to go away. I don't know if they have any policy change, and uh, they have to remove the apps. Uh, I just can't find anything that allows me to download videos from uh, the YouTube or even uh, Facebook and uh, save to my phone. So if you or any of the listeners know any, any app that is still available because, as I said, they're all gone, please let me know. Uh, I've been searching all over the App Store and cannot find anything. The old ones, they, 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 they say that uh, can do it, but once I try it, uh, it just doesn't work anymore. So I'm not sure what's going on. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for all you do. Bye.